Coming up on Stu Does America, friend of the network Benny Johnson has been making a splash with new political ads. We'll get a look at those and his take on the election. And Jason Buttrell is here to preview tonight's new special from Glenn Beck. The Joe Biden corruption facts the media wants to censor. There has literally never been a better time to be a Blaze TV subscriber. Right now, through the election, go to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew to receive 30 bucks off your subscription price. It's a big deal. It's the biggest discount they've ever given as far as I know. Act today. Make sure you uh, catch our exclusive Blaze TV debate coverage. That's tomorrow night. You'll get the uh, this show live. You get a post show as well. Get the whole debate right here on Blaze TV. Got a couple great interviews lined up for you tonight, but I also uh, wanted to spend a couple minutes I don't want to spend a couple of minutes, but I feel obligated to spend at least a couple minutes with you talking about something you've seen on your laptops and you probably didn't want me to actually speak about again. Let's do Jeffrey Tubin. Stu does America. I just have a feeling a lot of people are not going to click on the show tonight when they see the title. But there's great stuff coming up and we're going to get into that in just a minute. I want to spend one quick minute on Jeffrey Tubin. If you don't know the story, I don't want to tell it to you again, but basically the guy was on a Zoom call in the middle of a, an election simulation, clicks over to some phone sex type of sim, uh, situation and uh, does his thing, and he doesn't realize he's still on Zoom. Not a great outcome. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's very difficult to understand an issue like this. That's why we wanted to go to America's moral voice, the, the voice of the moral guidance of this country, O.J. Simpson. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess I don't. <sighs> now, O.J., of course, had a book written about him by Jeffrey Tubin that when it was turned into a series. So <laughs> there's a little bit of animosity there. Uh, Jake Tapper did respond to this, uh, tweeting, uh, here we go. Uh, you murdered your wife and an innocent man in cold blood. No one really needs to hear from you ever. That's kind of, <laughs> I think, how we, how we all feel. What was interesting, though, about the Tubin thing was, again, this is a, you know, when a, when a conservative has a moment like this, uh, it's just jokes, 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 and extra, you know, I want them to be in the deepest end of Siberia and never hear from them again. Uh, when it happens to a liberal, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of forgiving going on, a lot of justifying particular behavior. Uh, I was uh, fascinated by this uh, article. This is the Daily News, Jonathan Zimmerman. He says, uh, so let's suppose Jeffrey Tubin had been caught on camera having sex with a partner instead of touching himself. Would he be the most mocked man in the United States right now? Of course not. Guys, the issue is not what he was doing on camera. The issue was when he was doing it, right? The issue was he was in the middle of a work function and he just felt the need in the middle of it to go to town on himself. If he just started having sex with some woman in the middle of a Zoom call, yes, he would still be mocked. Like 100% mockery would ensue from that moment. I'm fascinated about why we have this situation where, like, you know, Chris Pratt is getting all sorts of stuff uh, heat on social media because he's not taking a strong political stand. God forbid. Everyone's beating him up. Ellen Page has come out and said, oh, I can't believe you. And you go to this church where they don't like gay people or something. You know, again, nonsense. And Ellen Page is forever in this terrible, sad 
uh, circuitous sort of existence where she has to try to become so liberal that she can justify ever being in Juno. I swear that's her whole life right now. All she she has to be like the most woke person in America to to pay penance for being in a movie that showed I don't know adoption instead of abortion in a positive light. I know it's crazy. Um, let me give you some of the defenses here. Uh, Brian, uh, let's start with uh, Brian Stelter. How about that? Jeffrey Tubin has been sidelined in a pivotal moment in the run-up to the presidential election. The reason? He exposed himself during a Zoom call with New Yorker colleagues in what he says was an accident. Here's our full story. CNN's uh, response to this was, has been pretty funny because it's just like, oh, he needs to spend some time with his family. Where is all the Me Too stuff? It seems to just be gone. Um, German Lopez from Vox. Not sure anyone getting caught doing something almost everyone does should be a national story. One of American culture's worst qualities and a key contributor to problems like mass incarceration is our propensity to punish and humiliate people with little regard to proportionality. Um, let me skip to... Let me give, give me a... Can you guys give me Jeffrey Harvey? Uh, he's writing for Medium. Uh, he writes, uh, in defense of Jeffrey Tubin, Tubin exposed the perils of telework. <laughs> That's an awesome defense. <laughs> the perils of telework. You know, I mean, and it gave a, a cautionary laugh in the process. Yeah, I mean, yes, I would say it is a peril of, of, of telework. That's how I would describe what he did. It's amazing. Uh, we should also mention uh, tonight on Glenn's uh, special is Rudy Giuliani. He's going to be on for the whole hour. I think we might be able to get him to comment on his uh, situation. If you don't know it, Borat came out and is coming out on uh, on Amazon Prime, I think. And they caught him in a little bit of a moment uh, there. And he's hopefully going to be responding to it uh, in, in the next hour. I, I, he's t- I talked a little bit about it before uh, being basically um, you know scammed for one of the movie scenes. Uh, we will uh, we'll get into that. It's coming up next. Again, blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew. 30 bucks off your subscription. Back in a second. Ah, the perils of telework. Intermittent fasting is exploding in popularity as a healthy and effective weight loss strategy. Why is it effective? Why is it uh, healthy? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, it, it can speed up your metabolism. You can burn more calories faster. Uh, and why is it effective? Well, because diets, uh, first of all, they're boring, right? You, you, eat, you, don't, you never get to eat the food you want to eat. And the scale, what, what does it move? A half a pound a week if you're really good at it. Fast blast, you see results in just a day or two. And I, you know, honestly, when you spend time doing intermittent fasting, you will see that scale move every single day. That's exciting. It keeps you motivated to keep doing it. Fast Blast has just launched a new app called Fasten, and it's great. I love it. The app is free, helps you track, uh, monitor your weight, your hydration, your mood, all these things. And there's a ton of information that helps people new to fasting or those considering starting. Uh, one of the uh, features on the Fast Blast website is their social media connection. They have a great Facebook community, helps people uh, keep motivated and connected. It's great. Um, we always tell you to do your own homework. Read more about intermittent fasting with a Fasten app. app that's F-A-S-T-E-N, Fasten. Go to fastblast.com slash blaze for the free app to get started today. It's fastblast.com slash blaze. Do you care about black lives? I do. And unlike the people that currently run Baltimore, I actually have a plan to make life better for black people here. Walk with me. I want you to see this.
I'm Kim Klasik. This is Baltimore, the real Baltimore. This city was once among the most prosperous, populated, and powerful cities in America. So what happened? Our leaders abandoned us and Baltimore fell into ruin. But it doesn't have to be this way. None of this has to be this way. A broken Baltimore does not have to be our future. And that's why I'm running for Congress, because I see the city differently. It's great stuff. One of the most successful viral political ads of all time. Um, welcome to uh, Benny Johnson. He's the chief creative officer for Turning Point USA. Benny, you're kind of like the underground star of the 2020 election. Uh, well, Kim is Kim's the star. But yes, we've been we've been absolutely delighted to, through our production company, Arsenal Media, be able to produce uh, some pretty incredible content that tells an incredible story. I mean, it's been, it's been such an honor to tell so many stories across the spectrum, most importantly, because conservatives deserve better stories, too. I mean, you and I both know this, like the left has had a carte blanche total ownership of art and media uh, for so long. And you're starting to see the absolute corrosive nature of that uh, uh, in this current environment where they can really shut down speech. And so the best way to fight that uh, is to create our own art, to create our own beauty and to create our own viral media. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly effective ad as I'm, as I'm sure everyone's telling you, uh, and you've done several of these. I, I, I think another really important part of this though is going to areas where Republicans would typically just abandon. They wouldn't even pay attention. We have no chance of winning in a district like that. Going in there and 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 putting up a fight and saying we are part of this competition is really important. Right. And I mean, that, what's your what's your definition of winning? This is what I, I mean. I get asked this all the time. You know, can 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 Kim win? Can with well, Kim's just one of a number of candidates that we've gone directly into very dark blue areas and done campaign ads for, and they've, they've all gone viral, they've all been tweeted by the president, and you see the fates and the polls change almost instantly when people start realizing that conservatives come to play. Um, and so the question is, what is winning? So in the situation of, in the situation of Kim, for instance, uh, when you have a city that has been run by Democrats for over 50 years and has been run very much into a depression level uh, uh, look and feel, and the people there have been utterly underserved, and you finally get someone who is breaking through and telling their story, that's winning. When over 50 million people see the plight of black people in Baltimore and what democratic policies have done for black people in Baltimore, that's winning. When you are able to get her within the margin of error in a wildly democratic district, mm. that's winning. And it happens through storytelling and effective creative storytelling. Uh, and so I would argue that Kim's already won. In, in many senses. Yeah, you know, and it's it's an interesting thing, too, because it's easy to just give up, right? It's easy to say, we're never going to go into one of these districts again. We're going to lo just lose perpetually. Right. You know, part of the way that you win elections down the road is to build some trust within a community and say that you actually have some some things, some policies and, and, and principles of value that can actually serve them. If we don't right. step into those communities, they're never going to know that. Right. So that means showing up. 
that means you have to go and you have to show up. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm unshaven, my hair is all tasseled. <laughs> I just literally got off a plane here uh, and just got home, and I have I have a three month old, so uh, like we're we're running uh, because there are so many people that are saying this across the country. Like, wow, we finally get a chance to just show up and just showing up and fighting. Uh, the left doesn't know what to do because there are so many places in this country. Uh, that have just been abandoned by the Republican Party. And it's wrong because if you believe in principles, if you just ignore the parties and ignore the labels, ignore Democrat, ignore left, ignore right. If you believe that it's not about right and left and it's about up and down, it's about bringing a place up or putting a place down, mm. uh, then you find then then it becomes a, a battle of ideas. So forget party. Forget it's a D plus 30. Forget that. If it, if it becomes about ideas, Stu, then you change the conversation entirely. We just released an ad with Joe Collins running against Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters doesn't live in her district. She lives in a mansion outside of her district, and she never, ever, ever goes to the place that she has represented for over 40 years. And that, by the way, that place is just rough. That district in California uh, mm. is just absolutely I mean, truly post-apocalyptic. It was unbelievable going there. The amount of homelessness we saw. We saw a camper that had just been burned to ashes on the side of a street. And just having Joe Collins show up and say, where are you? Why are you living in a mansion outside of your district? Changes the entire equation. It, I can tell you, like, it, this video has been seen by over 20 million people. Uh, it was one of the most commented on pieces on, on Breitbart.com this entire month, and it has just utterly skyrocketed Joe to the top of the conversation because he was willing to just have the conversation. So if you leave party out of it and you leave the labels out of it and you make it about ideas, uh, then you can run any race anywhere because I believe in conservative ideals. And so then it makes it very easy uh, across the country to run in any district. You mentioned 20 million people have seen the Joe Collins ad. Let's let's have a few more people see it. Here's a clip from the the uh, ad for Joe Collins for Senate, for Congress. I'm Joe Collins. I'm running for Congress against Maxine Waters. Do you know where I am right now? Maxine Waters is six million dollar mansion. Do you know where I'm not right now? Maxine Waters district. Yep, that's right. Maxine does not live in her district, but I do. I was born right here in South LA, in a place Maxine refuses to live. Maxine Waters does not drink our water, she does not breathe our air, and while she sits here in her mansion, our district is in ruins. I, I mean, it's it's really effective, Benny. You could you could tell it's working because I'm starting to see people do generic ripoffs of this style of campaign commercial already. <laughs> so congratulations on that. I mean, it is important though to point these things out. I mean, it's that's something that connects to people, no matter what their political persuasion. The fact that basically Maxine who has made all this money, has this money for this beautiful mansion, won't even go near her own district says a hell of a lot. I have been to third world countries. It is very scary when you look around America and see third world conditions inside of our country. It's rough. And the only places that that exists are places like St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, Baltimore, leftist run cities, Stu. 
you're lucky enough to be in, in Dallas where you have the exact opposite. People are rushing, rushing out of California to get to Texas. Mm. But what they're leaving behind is third world conditions. And as just a patriot, as just a regular American, you should be sad about that. Because these are Americans living in these conditions under our flag, under our constitution, born in the same country that you were born in. And we should be upset that these policies and these ideas have destroyed these places. And the best way to counteract this evil, uh, and it is truly evil when you look through these neighborhoods and see how people live, the best way to counteract it is with better ideas, with winning ideas. And so if you can't, if you if you can have that conversation, then you can win in any district anywhere in this country. So let's broaden this to the the, the election as a whole. As we are only, I mean, we're a couple weeks away. We have the final debate t- tomorrow night uh, for the presidential election. The Senate is on the line. Uh, the, the House, there's tons of really competitive races there as well. Uh, you know, you, you could look at the polls and sometimes they don't look all that great. Uh, where do you see this right now? What's what's going to happen in a couple of weeks? So I'm not a pollster, but I'm deeply uh, I'm 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 I would just say the polling is broken, much like our social media, much like our establishment corporate media. It's broken. It isn't uh, it isn't real. Uh, This was proven in 2016 uh, that the system in which to gather data on polls is broken. Uh, But then also proving that there is a massive amount of people who don't want to be polled or wish not to answer the pollsters calls. So who are the people answering the calls? Not me or my wife. We have like a three month old who's screaming and crying all day. Look at my hair. Look at my shave. I just got off a plane. I'm having to deal with her all day. Feed her, give her the bottle. Get on your show. You know, it's like we don't have time to talk to the pollster. Right. Right. And, you know, I support our president. I would argue that there are so many people who support our president and who are being not not counted in far more than ever. And why? Because uh, look at what's happened in the past four years. If you support Donald Trump, you're a racist, you're misogynist, you're going to get doxxed, you're going to get your business destroyed, you're going to get your life destroyed, your family's photos are going to be published online. Look at what they've done to Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and just go down the list. Why on earth would you ever come out and just say you support Trump? Who knows who's on the other end of the line? Maybe it's an Antifa member. You don't know. <laughs> mm. And so there's a massive amount of people that don't want to be counted but will show up at the polls. And I would argue they show up at the polls because of the story. They would argue the ideas are better. You might have problems with Trump's personality. You might have problems with the tweets. But the ideas behind this administration, what they've accomplished, are, are better. And so it's a challenge of ideas. It's a challenge of a story. And there's nothing more powerful than an idea and a good story. And the administration has that. And you can see it on the campaign trail. They have the support of the American people. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that a lot of people will bring up is the the, the wide gap in enthusiasm, where I think there is passion on the left, but the passion is solely about Donald Trump. It's not about Joe right. Biden at all. <laughs> no one is voting for Joe Biden, right? I mean, the Biden family right. members are like, I just yes. don't like that Trump guy. Um, so, <laughs> and on the other side, I think it's the opposite. I, you know, the passion is with Donald Trump. You see it in the rallies. People really do feel passionately about that. Is that enough, you think, to bring him over the line? Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. There's so many many different things at play here, especially when it comes to 
uh, fraud, when it comes to the COVID era voting, there are so many variables, it's impossible. The one thing that is guaranteed is someone looks you in the eyeball and tells you they know what's going to happen, they're a liar. They absolutely don't. The entire corporate media establishment was proven to be liars in 2016. And so you know now we are entering a new era of unknowns, but it is just unbelievable when you travel to places like Scranton, when you travel to places like the Midwest, uh, we just left Scranton. Um, it, it is remarkable. You don't see any Biden signs anywhere. You can't <laughs> find someone in Joe Biden's hometown. We're going to be dropping this video soon. You can't find anyone in Joe Biden's hometown of Scranton that actually supports Joe Biden. I walked the streets for hours, Stu, asking people for my show uh, if they support Joe Biden. And not, no one does. You can find a bunch of Trump voters and a bunch of Trump signs and a bunch of construction workers, union workers, fracking workers who support our president. But you can't find a Joe Biden voter. It's so peculiar. It's very it's like looking for Sasquatch. It's like you just <laughs> you, you see a glimpse. Right. You chase them down. You can't catch them like it's really is something, it's a mystery. It's it's like a creature out there that like doesn't really exist, it's mythological. And if you look at the photos from the campaign, you see that as well. I mean, it's like people sitting in little circles, kind of like what happens when you're in kindergarten and you're in timeout. Like that's what a Joe Biden campaign rally is like. You sit in your circle, you get your punishment, <laughs> you take your talking to. Um, and, you know, ultimately I would argue, you know, again, I would argue, I'm a storyteller, Stu. I would argue that uh, the reason why these viral campaign ads work, the reason why the president has such an incredible shot of winning is because of the story, the story of America, the story of this country being a wonderful nation, being a country that has incredible qualities, the greatest country on earth. And there's only one party that believes that. The other party is for higher taxes, is for more government control, less freedom, gun confiscation, closing of churches, closing of schools, uh, opening of our borders, and, and the, the defunding of our police. And when you add all those things up, you get socialism. And that's truly what the Democratic Party now stands for, socialism with Antifa mobs as their police enforcement. And so when you uh, put it all together, that's what's on the ballot. Those are the ideas on the ballot. Forget the party, forget the names, forget the personalities, forget the labels. Those are the ideas. Those are the ideas, too, that are on the ballot. And mm -hmm. I think that those ideas, when presented to the American people, plainly, they will choose uh, very happily uh, the ideas put forward by this administration. Well, you know, uh, you say you're a storyteller. I mean, that's a, that would be a great story for Donald Trump to tell tomorrow night at the debate because the American people need to hear that story. Benny Johnson, uh, Turning Point USA, uh, and, and you said, Ar is it Arsenal Media? Yes. I, I, yeah, this is, you're going to have you're going to be very busy, I think, after this election uh, in, in coming uh, coming elections. Everybody's going to be uh, calling you up about these ads. Uh, <laughs> did a great job. Thanks so much, Benny, and congratulations. Thank you, Stu. All right. Back in a second. So uh, just some new breaking streaming media news. Uh, Quibi is shutting down. Uh, if you are familiar with Quibi, it does these like 10 minute shows, try to be you know, really good for mobile devices, uh, specifically designed for uh, mobile devices. The pandemic had some issues uh, there and they had some other problems as well. Looks like they're going to be shutting down, which is, I mean, billions of dollars down the drain. Um, if you, so maybe you're gonna save some money there on your Quibi subscription that I'm sure you have. Uh, Apple TV Plus, has the Great Pumpkin going there for the first time since 1954, is it? Um, it's been on TV forever, and now it will only be on Apple TV+. Plus. So if you, uh, 
don't know if you have that subscription either. You may also have an Amazon Prime uh, subscription, which gives you access to their uh, video library. They're going to have a new movie out, uh, Borat 2. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Rudy Giuliani, in a bit of a moment, he was captured on camera um, you know, with the hidden cameras. They brought him up to this hotel room uh, and uh, tried to make a scene happen. It's unclear exactly what happened there. We're all going to see it, unfortunately, uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you happen to have Amazon Prime, National Review did a review of the movie, by the way. This is how they framed it. Um, they said, uh, they said there, there will be much discussion on exactly what he's doing with his hands as she gets the microphone. She takes it off of his pants, apparently, um, as if we haven't talked about enough. Uh, about that enough lately, uh, you know, Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, but he said, by the way, why is it okay to lure someone into a bedroom and secretly tape what happens there? Hmm. That doesn't seem legal, does it? Can you take someone into a bedroom without their knowledge, film them doing stuff, and then release it to nationwide uh, streaming services? Is that a thing? Apparently it is. Back in a second. And we'll hopefully we'll have uh, Glenn's uh, interview with Rudy Giuliani, where he might address this uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, I love hanging out with you guys. I love doing the show uh, every single day. It can be tiring on this end at times. I mean, I'm not saying this is a real job, but it is potentially, you know, sometimes long hours and uh, and coffee and energy drinks and candy. Not a great way to get through the day. I like Dawn to Dusk. Uh, Dawn to Dusk is an energy supplement. Uh, it is a physician formulated extended release energy supplement lasts up to 10 hours it increases your energy improves your mood and stimulates your brain all with no jitters if you've ever had one of these things or you try to keep you awake a lot of times it just causes weird jitters i don't like the way they make me feel donna dust doesn't have that it's safe and effective and you can try their two-week quick start for only $14.99 go to brickhousestew.com brickhousestew.com take advantage of this special trial offer and make sure to fit the uh, word stew in the url uh, because, you know, look, that's how they know you like this stupid show. BrickHouseStew.com, two weeks for $14.99. It's almost 70% off. Check it out now. BrickHouseStew.com. So tomorrow night is the debate. Uh, I will be here uh, live doing this program. So please join us for pre-show debate coverage. Then we will be, uh, uh, the debate's going to happen if you're watching uh, Blaze TV, depending on wherever you're watching it. I guess they're going to show you kind of the debate beginning to end, no interruptions. Uh, if you want to join me, I'll be over on my YouTube page uh, streaming uh, ridiculous coverage and me making wise-ass comments during it. If you want to do that, I would love to have you there. Uh, go to YouTube, search for Stu, S-T-U. I'll be the first channel there, and we really appreciate that. Um, I'll also say, too, uh, we will have a, um, a post-show, and it's one of the biggest nights, I think, of the entire campaign. Uh, this, is, this is it. I mean, we are in a race that I think... Uh, has a bit of a gap. I think Donald Trump's a little bit behind, but this is his biggest chance to make a difference and make up that uh, deficit uh, if that one really exists or maybe put some room between him and Joe Biden in another way. Uh, so make sure you join us tomorrow. If you go to blazetv.com slash stew, you use the promo code stew right now. They're doing special deal, 30 bucks off your annual subscription. That's the biggest discount I've ever seen them give. So pretty cool. If you want to get on board, watch all the Blaze coverage, blazetv.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. Joining me now is Jason Buttrell. He is the head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck of the Glenn Beck television program, Extravaganza. Newest special, the Joe Biden Corruption Facts, the Media Wants to Censor. 
airs uh, immediately following uh, this program, 9 p.m. Eastern. Jason, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. Now, this is the Giuliani's on this show, right? Yes. Okay, Rudy Giuliani, obviously been in the news a tad. Kind of a bad day. <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's up and down, I would say. He's at, I mean, he's breaking you know, possibly really important news about the election, uh, having some other news about a movie coming out this weekend that we kind of briefly talked about earlier. No reason to put any more time into that. Um, can you kind of walk people through the concept of what Giuliani is presenting here? Because I think what people see is number one, Giuliani, he's the president's personal attorney. You know, uh, of course he's going to say bad things about Joe Biden a week before the election. And number two, it's not even really saying things about Joe Biden. He's saying things about Hunter Biden. And yes, we all know Hunter Biden's a screw up. What does this mean for us? Right. Um, I so I think this is huge. I think it's the largest, biggest story in the country right now. It's not being reported as such, but I think it's the biggest uh, story in the country. And the reason being is we've been crying from the mountaintop for over a year now, trying to point out that it's not okay for Hunter Biden to be tagging along with his dad while he's making foreign policy, you know, decisions in places like Ukraine or China or wherever else. And then Hunter Biden is mysteriously by his side the entire time doing these multi-million dollar jobs or deals that he has no business of doing. Mm -hmm. Now, people, like you said, will be like, okay, well, we're not voting for Hunter. We're voting for his dad. So, okay, whatever is, yeah, Hunter's shady. Everyone is in agreement with this. (laughs) I don't think they're trying to defend him there at all uh, between the strippers, the crack and everything else. Like, okay, yeah. That was was kind of humorous that they're like, well, we don't know if these things are authentic. Well, I guess we don't we don't know, right? We haven't seen them ourselves. You know, we, there's a, they're, they're not denying it. But the other side of it is like we know he did all of these things individually, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> like he definitely hooked up with all sorts of women and did all sorts of drugs and had all sorts of shady activity uh, overseas. All that's confirmed already. Like yeah. it's not breaking no any question. new information. It's just how it ties to Joe, which is kind of new, right? And really, that's what we did not have was a clear connection to Joe. Um, and everyone knows this about corrupt politicians. I think the majority, let's go, let's, let's be very, very, you know, generous. I don't want to jump off the, okay, about 99% of them are probably corrupt. Just the 99%. Point nine, you know, yeah, something like nine. that. Okay, yeah. um, pretty much all of them. And, you know, it's, it, you know. Like 99.9 and then Mike Lee. Right. <laughs> He's like the last yeah, one. Like on He's the point one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit questionable when, you know, they, you know, were pulling in 40K a year. They spend 10 years, you know, in Congress. And then they're, you know, they, they're worth about $100 billion. <laughs> yeah, you know, something strange. weird happened there. Investments. Yeah. Maybe they invested in Bitcoin or yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe they invested in Google or something like that okay. way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something weird there. Everyone knows this. And the way they do this is, and I guarantee you every politician in the country is pissed off at Joe Biden for seeing him being so blatant at this. But the way they do that is, so the, uh, the, the politician, he has to report all of his income. His wife has to report all of his income. And his son has, oh, no, wait. He doesn't have to report all his income. Mm-hmm. His family and friends don't have to report all their income. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that Peter Schweizer has, has pointed out yep. back in the day. It's basically exactly what you know other countries in the world will criticize communist countries like China for doing. They call them their princelings because all of the you know party elites they'll give all these deals and stuff to their kids. They can't do anything about it. We should be able to do something about it here. Um, but we don't. So um, the way the rules are as of now is they can do this. Now, the question is, how do that does the money that they get because they have benefits from their you know, parents in office? Yeah. How does that money filter back into the, uh, you know, to the candidate himself? 
Now, supposedly, this might be the final, like, linchpin and putting all this together to say, okay, see, this is how it happens. We're already getting a little bit of information on it actually right now. And there was a flow chart that we were talking about this on radio mm -hmm. that showed what looks like a shell company where all of these funds, these millions of dollars coming in from all over the world go into these shell companies. And then the family members all benefit off of that. Um, that flow chart showed that uh, Joe Biden's uh, brother and his sister-in-law were spending up to around or over $100,000 drawing credit cards off of this. I'm just calling it a shell company because that's what it looks like. And they're spending over $100,000 on luxury items. Um, that's kind of how this thing works. Now, can we also prove that Joe Biden was a recipient? Possibly. I mean, maybe that's what's in there. If journalism was, was a, still a thing these days, <laughs> they would be clamoring to try to get their hands yeah. on this. But instead, they're taking their cues from Adam Schiff, who said it's Russian disinformation, despite the fact that every other alphabet agency in the country right now is saying that this is legitimate, the emails appear legitimate, and this is not a part of a Russian disinformation. It's fascinating. I, you know, I, I, I want to get into the media handling of this in a second, but there is there's something that goes on that is very much human nature, right? Where Joe Biden is a prominent senator, he becomes vice president of the United States. That is going to get additional access to jobs for Hunter Biden that he shouldn't have and, and, and deals that he shouldn't have. But that's not illegal and nor should it be right. Like just the fact that he's got this last name, he he's got to deal with what he has. Right. He, his dad is this person. And if he doesn't abuse it, there's nothing wrong with this. Right. Do we have any any evidence that it's gone over that line where it's not just like, you know, because everyone's like, oh, well, Hunter Biden had nothing to do with Joe Biden. Of course, it had something to do with Joe Biden, him getting the job at Burisma. Right. They looked at this and they said, even if it's just for prestige. Right. We you know, we are a culture of, of worshiping politicians, um, even if it's just prestige. We've got Hunter. We got Joe Biden's uh, son on our board, even if it's just that that sort of stuff happens all over the world. But is there but there's another level of this where you're talking about illegal activity. You're talking about, you know, Biden using government force uh, to do things on behalf of these companies, money flowing in all sorts of crazy directions. Do we have evidence of stuff that goes beyond the basics? Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's very different if you just have this wayward son that's like, hey, my dad's doing this. Sure. He goes and makes a relationship with a bank in China or whatever. Um, that's what they want us to believe. Exactly. Yeah. It, that, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. But it's completely different when things are coordinated. When, you know, Joe Biden goes to, let's say, let's just say China, goes to China. And by the way, I think that's where most of the damaging information will eventually come out when all this is said and done. Mm. But if he goes to China, makes a specific foreign policy move, a very specific to benefit those business dealings that his family is doing it and knowing full well that his family is going to benefit. And then knowing full well that that money is going to be brought back over to the United States into like a pot that the entire family is then going to benefit from. So he's making these decisions uh, overseas in a government capacity, knowing that the family is going to get rich off of it. Mm. That's completely different. Um, is there evidence of that? Well, we've talked to some people, and Glenn's talking to, uh, to Rudy Giuliani tonight about specifics in it, but I have a feeling that we're going to find out that, yes, there is something that... Uh, you know, hints at some kind of money laundering scheme to make, and why money laundering? To make sure that these funds stay invisible. They don't want, they, they know this is damaging. They know it looks very bad. So they want it to be as silent as possible. We already have, and we've exposed in other shows, 
that Hunter Biden was receiving funds uh, in the millions from uh, uh, for, directly from Burisma in Ukraine. And it was attached uh, payments for loan agreements, which is money laundering lingo when they don't want you to know what the money is actually for. Mm. Uh, the the, the three point five million dollars that he got from that uh, corrupt former uh, Moscow mayor wife. That's what it was labeled. Payments for loan agreements. Something very fishy going on here. Mm. Question is, can we find specifically on those on, on that laptop? I don't know. I, I think it was 24 hours ago. Uh, um, Steve Bannon said that we were going to get some very damaging information in the next 24 to 48 hours before the debate. So the clock is ticking. I assume we'll see something crazy, hopefully, uh, by maybe 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Sometime around then is when, is when they've been dropping these stories. But stand by for tomorrow because I think we'll see something good. That's interesting because this happens a lot before debates. Sure. You know, the, the tax story uh, was the most recent example from the New York Times where they released a big investigation right before the debate. So you had, you know, there's an opportunity to kind of catch the candidate before they had a, a real opportunity to develop a defense as to what might be coming. Uh, you know, that's kind of what they do. Like, this is not a this is not a surprise that the media does this. And of course, Republicans do it as well. By the way, how did they re obtain those tax documents? That's still a question yeah. that they don't want to ask. It's got to be illegally. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's what they said that the Hunter Biden laptop that they, they got it either through hacked or whatever uh, reasons. Right. That's a, that's that's an absolute lie. Because that the, the, that uh, laptop and the server belongs to the shop owner. Because after 90 days, right. it became his property. Mm -hmm. So it's not stolen. It's not I, hacked. I, 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 like this is what the media is doing, and I hate to play into it, but the media is doing two things. They're they're they're, they're saying, what about the the, the the custody chain of the story makes no sense. Um, and they're saying, like, look at the way Republicans are pouncing on this information. Like, that's what they do when there's a story they don't want to talk about. They say, I can't believe what Republicans are doing with this story that we haven't even told you about yet. Right. <laughs> the custody thing, I don't think is vitally important, though it is difficult for me to believe that Hunter Biden dropped off himself uh, laptops with all of this information as his dad is running for president. And and then just forgets to pay the fifty eight dollars or whatever to, and pick, to pick them up. So now it's in the hands of Rudy Giuliani's attorney, not Rudy Giuliani, but Rudy Giuliani's attorney. It, it just seems like I, I don't know that that's an important part of the story per se, but it, it does seem incredibly shady. I totally OK. I agree with you before. I've talked to uh, the Giuliani offline bef before our interview tonight. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally buy it now. It makes a lot more sense to really? me. So basically there were three items. One was not repairable. Another one, I guess, was repairable, but the, but the, but the hard drive, the, the, the thing that's got all the information on it, that laptop, either had water damage, I can't remember what it was, but it was, they told right up front that this was going to take a while to fix. So that's why it, it was there for an extended period of time. Hunter Biden was doing who no God knows what you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure a pipe was involved <laughs> on yeah. multiple levels. Um, but I do, giving that context, I totally buy now how he just left it there and then it crossed that 90 day threshold. Rudy Giuliani had only saw this information a few days ago. Oh, really? So he, he has was, not been a part of this the whole time. He has not been a part of this the whole time. This went immediately to the uh, FBI uh, back in December. And, but it all, I thought it also went to Giuliani and then to the Post. Is that not the chain of uh, custody? So went to went to Giuliani and the Post. But this was at, but this was very recently. Okay. This was that that was another thing that was not clear to me. But it was very recently. It was a matter of days, like five days or something like that. And did Bannon have it earlier than that? Do we know? 
I don't. I'm still not convinced that Bannon ever had it. That he just knew of it. He knew of it. So he was he was brought in, and I hate the fact that he was brought in on yes. this. Yes, <laughs> it ruins every story. I, I know. I I kind of don't like that Rudy Giuliani was brought in because yeah. he's already been a target, you know, from the other side for all the Ukraine stuff. I kind of wish it would have been given to somebody else. Well, this is where you need a media, right? A media that cares about the truth. Absolutely. Because even if let's just say it's all BS and it's a counter uh, intelligence operation, which we, there's no reason to believe there's no evidence of this. Adam Schiff just keeps saying it anyway. In which but, they've all said it's not. Right. But let's just say it is for a second. Let's just say in an alternate universe, this is a disinformation campaign. It would be great to be able to bring this to the New York Times and to believe that they would look at it and honestly analyze it. And at the end, maybe they say this is a disinformation campaign and that's the story. But we have no ability to go anywhere to actually believe that someone's going to uh, legitimately look at it. I mean, I, I think there was probably an opportunity to go to, even if it was a, you know, a Washington Times or, you know, obviously the Blaze would be a great place for something like that. But I mean, like a, a, a conservative news organization that might be able to uh, to, to give them a, a fair hearing. But then you have the idea that it might be just a, it might come out as this, this partisan story that no one ever covers. It's, it's hard to know what to do as a conservative when you have information like this, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, this a point that I was about to get to with The New York Times uh, when they ran their story. Uh, I think that was today. Right. With the uh, with the Chinese bank account that, that Trump has or whatever um, that came from his stolen tax returns. They immediately published that. Twitter did nothing to the New York Times account. And not only that, but they premiered that. They highlighted it at the very top Jeez. on their trending stuff. Not even trending. They highlighted it, right? By their own standards of why they said they blocked the New York Post and they shut down uh, the laptop story. It's the same thing. Yeah. Only the laptop story was less because it wasn't stolen. It wasn't hacked. And we've actually seen documents from it. We have yet to see any of the documents that they claim to have from Trump's tax returns. Now, do I? Ridiculous. I read the, I've read these stories. They're very long. They're very detailed. Do I believe that they have these tax returns? I, I do. However, like what Twitter is, is almost doing here is incentivizing people not to give the evidence because they keep claiming, well, the reason why we don't we want we don't want anyone posting hacked documents. Uh, and that's why we wouldn't link to these stories. First of all, that's obviously just retroactive excuse making. But secondly, like what are you telling these news organizations? We will not allow people, if you give the evidence that you have, we will not allow people uh, to tweet the story. But if you hide the evidence and just tell us you have that and make all these stories up without proving any of it, then sure, of course, we can, we can, we can tweet away. That's a terrible incentive to set up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, absolutely. Comparing and contrasting those two stories sh shows their utter hypocrisy yeah. on this. Like the laptop was not stolen. Uh, it's been verified through every like the FBI, DOJ, DOJ, and the and the intel community. The tra the tax returns we haven't seen them. They were had to have been stolen uh, from someone. Trump didn't give his consent for that to. Be, so, but they're still putting information out. Haven't showed it, and they're allowed to do their thing if they're uh, pro uh, or anti-Trump. But if it's pro-Trump, you can't talk about it. And if it's anti-Biden. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's madness. Uh, Jason Buttrell, head researcher and writer of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, thanks for coming on. Don't forget to stay tuned immediately after this show to catch Glenn's newest special, The Joe Biden Corruption Facts the Media Wants to Censor. It's 9 p.m. Eastern right here on Blaze TV. Subscribe at blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew. They've got the $30 off special going on right now for your subscription. I mean, listen to what we just talked about. This is the time, right? If you want a conservative media, 
I don't know what else to do. You're not even going to be able to get this stuff on social media soon. They keep censoring it everywhere. Your subscription goes a long way to make sure these investigations actually happen and that they have a place to live. Uh, because I don't know what else to do, honestly. This is the only, this is, seems to be our only route anymore to get any information out. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Stu, 30 bucks off right now, the biggest special I've, I've ever seen them give. You can get that from now until Election Day. Uh, Jason, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, back in a second. Oh, just not enough news going on right now. Rudy Giuliani for the full hour with Glenn Beck. That's up next. Go to blazetv.com slash stew. Save 30 bucks off your subscription. Watch the whole thing and all of Glenn's stuff. We'll see you tomorrow.